I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here of Sick Boy Podcast of the Antica Podcast Network. This week, we've got a very special episode, something a little bit different than what we've normally brought you. Uh, We sit down with famed Canadian stand-up comedian, Sonny Dollywall. Uh, And if you're not familiar with Sonny, check him out. You can check him out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Sunny D Comedy. That's S U N N Y D Comedy. Uh, Sunny is a <laughs> he is a hilarious man. He was on tour, happened to be here in Halifax, wanted to swing by the studio, so we were glad to have him in. And uh, yeah, we have this really fantastic chat about the the importance of humor and comedy in in dealing with tough subjects and the challenges of being a comedian, being the one to deliver the humor when things get tough. Uh, We also have a nice long chat about offending people. And uh, it was a really, really fun conversation. We sat around, um, had some, some solid brews from our friends over at Good Robot uh, here in Halifax and, uh, and some rum and just a good old fireside chat in the studio. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Um, and again, check him out, Sunny D Comedy. Uh, he tours regularly, and if he's in a city near you, we highly, highly suggest checking out his stand-up. Very funny man. Uh, I'll leave it there. I hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Sonny Dollywall. He's a stand-up comedian. Let's talk about it. Well, maybe let's just, I, I don't know. Do you guys want to like, we could talk about, I, I fucking could shoot the shit about comedy for days and days. And, Dude, I'm really, and I'm like, really interested. Uh, like the, the, the kind of way that I thought this would be really cool uh, to have this conversation is, is um, we, we kind of, we oftentimes refer to uh, this podcast in the sense that laughter is a form of medicine. Right. So I'm wondering uh, for you, Sonny, you're a comedian and I'm wondering how laughter has, has brought lightness to your life and, and, and how it's been able to help you. um, Right. Deal with challenges. Yeah. It's, it's helped a lot, but I don't have cystic fibrosis. So take your pills. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like don't don't just, don't just like throw your pills away and come to my show. You know what, (laughs) you know what though is funny is I've met people, right? Like, like you meet those people in your life where they, 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 and and, you know, not to like sit here and harp on people who are like very into super alternative methods of like of medication, but like people are like, oh yeah, like I don't need my HIV meds. I'm just going to take St. James Ward. It's, I mean, like that is John's Ward. Whatever. What did I even say? I don't. Well, I mean, it's definitely not going to work if you're taking St. James. You got to take St. John's, you turkey. (laughs) That's probably why it's not working. But. But, is, it, is it wart you said? Yeah, yeah. It's like a I don't know what it is, but uh, is that what 
Is that what that was? <laughs> that was St. James Ward. Yeah, yeah, in Taylor's mouth. Uh, but like, you know, that would be as insane as someone going, oh, no, it's cool. I don't need my meds. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to Yuck Yucks tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And laugh don't it off. That. Yeah. Well, we've had somebody who's legitimately like that. We did. With, yeah. a, with a super serious condition. Yeah. What was this? H- Ricky with HIV. HIV. And he was deciding not to, and look, that, that, that's Ricky's choice, but he Do was we agree deciding, with it? Absolutely I not. I don't. Yeah, but no, no. Vor- voraciously, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. I, mean, I think it's a bit of a bad idea. But like, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's. I don't even want to say who knows. I don't want to say who I knows. Know. I feel like science knows. I, yeah, I, I think, feel like doctors and all, scientists I think know. We all know. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we all knows. know. <laughs> but I do. I do have to say that laughter, for sure, for me, has been like. I mean, it's been a like a life changing. Uh, like savior for sure, you know, like right. living with cystic fibrosis. And I know that it's probably done the same for other people with other ailments. Yeah. I'm complete opposite because I'm doing the, the, the giving of the laughter. Mm-hmm. So I just find it very draining. Like I, um, I'm not sick, knock wood. Mm. Uh, but, uh, like I had, uh, like, uh, my, my father passed away right from sickness. Uh, my best friend passed away, but, uh, from mental illness, um, my cousin passed away from cancer. Uh, my uh, other cousin passed away from kidney failure. How did your father pass away? What, what uh, was the cardiac arrest? Is what it says mm. on the uh, the death certificate. But it was in India when it happened. So then I had to like cancel my shows, obviously, because mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to get dad home because he's in India and I have to bring him to Canada. And uh, and then. I have to do shows because I have to pay for everything. Right. And I don't want to do shows. Right. I was listening to an episode of Joe, uh, Joe Rogan the other day and he was talking about going up on stage and they, they were talking about, uh, can't remember who was with maybe Gad sad. And they were talking about like the, being a comedian and having to go up and perform and, and whether it's comedy or whatever other type of performance, you know, art that you do that, what happens, how do you go out and give that performance? If, your personal life is, you know, falling apart in some way before you go up on stage. Like you have some, you have some disagreement with your, with your wife. That's, you know, that cuts deep where you have a family member that's ill or whatever it is and how to go up on stage and still be able to like just transition into this persona that is giving this like high energy laughter. Like how did you, how did that feel when you had to go up and, and do that in a time where, you probably naturally don't really feel that much like it. Did we just, it, by the way, have we started? Oh yeah. 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 We were all started. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't feel like doing that at all. And, uh, and I, and I talk about it. I, I used to, um, do this free comedy workshop. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I say is like all the negative things of comedy. Like, Hey, if you really want to be a comedian, you have to get ready for this. And it's like, it's like, yeah. So like you have, disagreement with your wife or someone's sick or someone passes away you can't talk about it because they paid five dollars to to get away from their problems not yeah. here yours right, yeah, yeah. right if you haven't made it funny yet and it takes time but okay so a little bit of devil's advocate work here um uh shit what is her name um Oh, I know you mean the girl who had breast cancer. Yeah, Tignataro. Tignataro. Yeah. Okay, so have you heard Tig- Tignataro's, like, she goes out and she's like, you know what, fuck my set that I was going to do. Yeah. I'm no, gonna, but that's, I'm going to talk to you about the shit that's really hard. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, so that's with, like, 
with Tick. Like she's mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure she's thought about it and worked on it. Mm. Like it takes time is what I'm trying right, to say. Right, yeah. right. It happens that day. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, I can't make but, my father's passing funny. Right. But nor do I want to. But right. what's so interesting about that thing that Tig Notaro did, and if you if you're listening to this and you haven't heard it, do, like absolutely without a doubt, do yourself a favor. T- stop listening right now. Take a moment and go over to like, I think it's on Louis CK's website. You can buy it there. You could probably purchase on Tig Notaro's website now. It's like five bucks and it's a set that she did where she essentially, she's not really telling jokes. She's just going like, I had the fucking worst year anyone could ever have. I got cancer. I got this crazy fucking thing. My mom died and you know, it goes on and on and on. Right. And she's not joking. Like there, there are some, there's some very clever lines in there, but really she's just given like real talk with this, this like unapologetic yet totally like embracing and gentle sort of guidance to the audience of like, it's okay that we're going to, we're going to go into this. This is Mm. totally okay. I know that it's probably going to make some of you feel uncomfortable and somehow people are simultaneously shocked and like like you know devastated yet also gut-wrenching laughter well, at the same time. Louis is like a Louis is like the prime example of somebody who can take just all the dark shit in his life and turn it into something that is right you know almost makes you made you feel like you were going to be sick. Yeah, physically, yeah, it hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, and and to get back to sorry to cut you off, but to to get back to Tig, it's like it's great for Tig, right? Um, to do it, especially like I think it was at the comedy store. Yeah, she was doing it, so she's just doing a spot. (coughs) But when you're headlining, and people are coming to see this, and then I take twenty minutes. And just get everybody depressed, right? Mm, yeah, right. And then they're, you got to turn that ship around. Yeah, and then they're and they're upset. They're yeah. like, we don't like you. Like, yeah, right. You, you made me feel terrible. I, I mean, look. if you if you are gonna go down that route, right. you, there better goddamn well be a punchline. That's, that's gonna what I'm like, saying. So with Tig, she she could do whatever she wants because she's not. It was like it was like her 15 minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. somebody else. Yeah, right. Sure. Like I've done that. Like I've yeah. done that. I've gone out to open mics where I haven't told a joke, and I'm like, this is what's bothering me. Right. And I'll try to find the funny in that. Yeah. Have but, you have you worked anything with your your how, how long ago was it that your dad passed away? Uh, he passed away in uh, May nineteenth of last year. Okay, so not long ago. No, and no, has that worked into your set at all? I've 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 touched on um, one thing where where I where I mention it, and uh, and it works like it's a big laugh like yeah. where I want it to, but then people can't get past the fact that that happened. Right. right. So the first time I did it was here in Halifax. It was in November. And someone said, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Mm. And I said, laugh, definitely laugh. And she's like, but it's so sad. And I'm like, your parents are going to die too. Yeah, true And then that. everybody yeah. just looked at me and I'm like, yeah, who's going to call their mom tonight? Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so that's how I saved that. But that's real talk. The, yeah, dude, that's crazy, for real. The and crazy thing though, sorry, you're going to continue on that? I, I was going to continue yeah. on that. Do you yeah. feel, do you feel like you would not, you would t- tend to not go back to that bit? Because of the way it has that effect on people? No, I'm just trying to figure out how I can change it. And I've and I figured out mm. I did it uh Thursday. What what was so that's two days ago? Mm. Yeah, I did it Thursday at, at one of your weed rooms here. Okay. Oh yeah. was and it so, the one in Spring Garden, like on the yes, top floor or something? Is. That's right it above is. uh that's right above Deandra's spot. 
Yeah. Right. So I, I, I tried it uh, a different way there and it was the best reaction I've gotten so far. Sweet. Okay. And that's with like super high baked people. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause a reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So this is good. Yeah. This is good. See, everyone I, needs to smoke before I start this set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't speak for, I, I've never done stand up and, and, but, but as an artist, like I, Th- that way, the the way that you said you first did it, and it and it left people being like they're laughing, but then they're also kind of confused. Like I I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. Like that when I hear that, I'm like fuck mm. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You are having an effect on someone like to oh, the to the you know to the the core of their bones for sure. The first time um, it ever came across was uh, last November, and uh, I had to go to India right after doing a set in Calgary. <laughs> And, uh, and and I had to go there just to, like, tie up all the loose ends, you know? Uh, and uh, I do the show. I do the show in Edmonton first, right? Mm-hmm. So I do the show in Edmonton. And I have a joke about my father, how he didn't realize there's money in comedy. But now that he does, he's messing up on purpose. So I have material about him <laughs> so that we can all be rich. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a very funny joke. Watch it on TV. I get residuals. So, <laughs> so I do the joke <clears throat> all weekend. Uh, in Edmonton, it's fine. I go and do, I'm doing the Saturday show and I'm having like the best set I've had throughout the whole thing. And in my head, I go, okay, this is perfect. I'll do the dad joke. Then I'll, uh, I was selling like a USB at the time mm-hmm. uh, with my comedy on it. And I'm like, then I'll plug the USB and then I'll wrap it up with my last joke. Walk off a hero. Yeah. This is great. And then I, uh, then I turned and I just said, uh, uh, you know, my dad, and then I just start bawling. Like, I start oh, crying. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, just wow. on stage. And then pe- now people don't know what's happening. They, they think it's part of the bit. Yeah, they don't, I mean, or they're just, like, weirded out. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, what like happened? Yeah, why the fuck yeah, is he crying sure. right Yeah, now. why is this is so weird? So, like, I composed myself. Like, I took, like, a drink of whatever I was drinking. And now I have to talk about it. Yeah, because mm. you can't just, like, brush that off and go. Yeah. So sorry, anyway, I just needed to yeah, cry sorry, for a second. Uh, <laughs> so my sisters, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's continue on. So then I, uh, then I, I talk, I mention it and what happened. And then I start crying again. Oh, wow. And then like I, I stopped myself and I drank. And then someone, some lady, because she was so nervous. When people are nervous, they say the weirdest things. Yeah, <laughs> so some lady oh, yeah. just like so nervous on my behalf. She's like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, alcohol. <laughs> and then everybody's just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then everybody lost it. And, uh, and then do the joke and talk about it a little bit more and then just like and then do my last joke and then end it right and then yeah i got the most the like it, there was a lineup to yeah. see me afterwards yeah right and i just thought i'm like and in my head i'm like that's great that i had these this effect on people but now i'm just thinking they're they feel sorry for me right Right. Or right, that's what I'm thinking. Right. Or or in the reality of it is that they probably don't feel sorry for you. They probably just had a moment where yeah. they had yeah. a very deep and very meaningful connection with a human being. Right. By watching you essentially open up. Right. Like that, I mean, right? Yeah. You're right. And then and then which you can't fucking pull that off every single night. That's no. what I'm saying. And then I'm like, I'm like, uh, I feel cheap. And then one of the comedians just said, you'd only be cheap if you did that. Every if you night. tried. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. Right. And and then the next show, sure enough, like the next show, I just like in my head, I'm like, well, let's skip over that joke. Like, yeah. not even talk about it. And that's a, talk about it. And that's a very real moment for a comedian because I, I mean, I, I get the se- I get the sense that looking at a crowd, an audience as a as a being, not as like individual people in the crowd, but the audience as a as a unit, thinking that you know the comedian is up there as a prop for the people to have a good time. They're going so that 
you or whoever it is up on stage is going to make them feel a certain way. And in this lighthearted laughter sense, and for them to have a moment where they're like, holy shit, this is a real human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This this is a person. And he has a life that exists outside of him making us feel funny is like a really profound experience. You know, that was that, that was the, the, the exact, (laughs) that's what exactly what I was thinking when that, that the, uh, when I do that joke and then it gets weird after they laugh where they're supposed to, Mm -hmm. then it gets weird because they're like, Oh, you're real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you went to a WWE event and like a guy (laughs) broke his leg, like snapped his leg in two, you'd be like, Oh my God, it's not fake. He's a fucking human. Uh, Sid vicious, uh, second rope YouTube that. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. Broke his leg. Yeah. On TV. So what what I wanted to, to say about this and the thought I kind of had when we were talking about this is, is we're talking about like a, a performer dealing with their grief in front of a group of people. But the thing that I can't help but think of too is, is the fact that anybody dealing with grief or loss has to go to a job the next day Yeah, for the most part. And, and Mm -hmm. trying to do any job, whether you're standing up and performing in front of a group of people or you're sitting at a computer and sending emails, it, it's so, it's so impossible to be present in that moment. And, and it makes me realize like how difficult it is to deal with grief, not just in dealing with the loss, but like dealing with the rest of your life, your life. While Un- that's unless your job is your, your toll booth operator. And then it's like, you're checked out anyway. <laughs> or, you or know like what I mean? A historical like, guard, like sight guard. Like yeah. That. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can't have, they're not allowed to, <laughs> yeah. to the put an expression hat. on their face. I, I don't know if that'd be easier or harder. <laughs> yeah. going, going back to work is uh, like you said, in any profession, it's got to be tough after oh, yeah. that. But I feel like uh, you get back into your routine of things with that, with those, with any other like normal job, mm, right? right? Um, I book my shows four months in advance, so I have to I had to cancel all my shows, and this happened like my best friend and then my father happened within a year. Mm. So I can't cancel these shows. And then I realized, well, I haven't been booking other shows because I'm not thinking about it. So now I just have like all this time where I'm not doing anything. So I'm not getting back in the routine of things. Like six months later, you know, someone's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, ah, just, you know, it's upset about. And they're like, like, still? And I'm like, yeah, that's still going to happen. Like, I'm not (laughs) over it. You're like, like, yes, still, still, still (laughs) bothering me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then and then and then finally getting into it. I, I mean, I'm just very, I'm very jaded with how the, the, like, I love comedy, but I don't like the comedy, like, industry, like, how it works. Mm. Because, I mean, it's just, it's not that it works poorly. It's just, it's not designed for this, right? Mm-hmm. There's no union. The, right. There's no yeah. sick days. There's no, like, hey, I had something. Can I just yeah. take a leave of absence? It's no, like, you, you've you been gone for two months. We forgot about you. Right. It's a like, grind yeah. through and through and yeah, through. Yeah, it's yeah, like, a, you know, and then, and then, like, you can't open up to your coworkers because you're competing with them. You mm-hmm. can't have a healthy relationship with them when you're in competition with them all the time. Yeah. Some of my best friends are comedians, but I know that it's, it's different than the best friends I have from elementary school and high yeah. school. Mm. Cause, Cause like there's an opening if the, and if there's an opening to, you know, fill a slot that you exactly. were supposed to be in. Exactly. Then I mean, you know, I listen to, I listen to when we, I, do you ever listen to your mom's house? Tom Segura? He's Tom is one of my favorites. Do you listen to your mom's house? <clears throat> no, I don't. Oh I didn't know he had God. a thing. Him Dude. and his wife, Christina. It's their podcast. Oh, my God. It it's is so absurd. Straight up my favorite podcast. Also one of the nicest guys I've ever met. 
Oh, dude, you met Tom Segura. He, he gave me the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. Please, please. Uh, so he's so it was right after um, uh, Kanye stole the mic from Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then so I was doing a show and Tom was headlining it, and uh, I said something and then someone heckled and I said, "What did you say?" And then before he could like he, he starts talking, and I'm like. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> and that was just my way to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh, and I'm like, good night. <laughs> and then after the show, after the show, Tom's standing outside. He goes, hey, you're Kanye West thing. That's like, like I, I'm, I was like, I wish I thought of that. Yeah. And I'm yes. like, you're Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah. You're amazing. That's so dope. Dude, so, get on your mom's house. Oh it's my gonna, God. It'll, so it'll change the podcast. Because him, him and like him talking about her is the best. And Dude, the two stage. of them together they have absolutely bananas. They have the most ridiculous relationship. It's insane. So, so I'm listening to, I'm listening to the podcast all the time and they're, and they're always plugging their dates. Right. And, and I'm like, here's Tom Segura. I mean, you know, at, I mean, would he be considered at the, in like the top echelon of comedians. Oh yeah. Right yeah, now. yeah. You would have to um you would have to be like a not a comedy fan. Like you don't have to be a diehard. Yeah. You just have to like like stand up comedy. Like he's not and Louis C. K. and Bill Burr, but he's like he's just because they, they have more notoriety. Yeah. But he's there. He's up there. He's yeah. doing he's doing massive theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's selling out yeah. shows. He has left two, right and two amazing Netflix specials. Yeah. Uh completely normal and uh oh, what's the other one? Something stories. Uh he, yeah. just just stories. True stories. True stories or just stories or something like that. Something like that. So he's and I'm going, dude, this guy, I mean, definitely getting paid super well. Like one of the in the top echelon of comedy, and this guy's on the road, like two thirds of the month every single month, if not yeah. more than that. And I'm Dude, going, that's like, how he gets paid. I I know, but you know that just that idea that if you go away for just that little bit of time, it's like it opens a door for somebody to move in and and right. uh, you know gain that spotlight that then kind of just gently starts to push another Shove person to uh, out, out to the side. And mm. I mean, I guess that's how any, anything works in the, in the world of public performance, except, but it's just uh, crazy to think about that. That's that it can be that easy. Except yeah. with like Justin Bieber, he just needed some time away and then he came back and right. he's better than ever. Right. Fire yeah. album. Yeah. yeah. Fire album. Sometimes, Purpose? sometimes Purpose? absence made the hardest grow, grow fonder. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> changing things up a little bit, uh, talking about like comedy and, and the world of comedy. You mentioned, mentioned hecklers, and yeah. made me think about this. Uh, we, you know, like we're, we're not comedians. We're, we, we just, we happen to have a, a podcast that's like slotted in the comedy section on iTunes. Right, right. Um, and in, it's just like inherently a part of what we do is sometimes things come up or th- sometimes things are said that uh, don't go over well with a, a certain group of people like there's always someone who's going to be fucking offended by what you say or what you do, especially with us, like talking about illness and talking to people about these like subjects that are very, very touchy and like, you know, death and 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 especially now in 2017, dude, uh, I'm wondering like what your what your comedy career has been like and have you faced any sort of like uh, adversity in terms of of offending the masses? I don't think so. Um, there was one time where I talked about, uh, suicide and, uh, and so like, I realized that it, uh, Bill Burr said it, uh, the best. He says, I hate it when I'm doing comedy and everybody's loving me. Then I touch on something that, that affects you 
that I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not doing jokes anymore. I'm just making statements. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know your dog died today. Mm-hmm. And then I made a joke about dogs. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not my job. And so this one time I, I did this joke about, about uh, suicide, but it's about every restaurant I go to. And this is facts. Um, I like spicy foods, obviously. Right? Uh, uh, you guys can't see me, but I'm very Indian. Uh, and I ask for their hottest sauce. And I don't mean like Frank's or Tabasco. I want like, I want to be this close to suing them. You know, yeah. I want to feel my face. We and had I that want... experience like a month ago. Yeah, next time even. you go to Fredericton, hit me up. I'll send you to the right yeah, spot. You. It'll and, ruin your fucking day. And every time I'm like, what's your, like, can you get, they'll say, oh, we got our house made suicide sauce. Mm-hmm. Like suicide is such an accepted term in our culture. Right? Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. never go to a restaurant and be like, hey, pass me that abortion sauce. You'll yeah. never hear that. No. Oh my God. Yeah. I never right? thought about that. I mean, it's such, like, it's affected my life. It's, you know, uh, my family and my friend, like I told you, my mom's dealt with some mental illness. It's such a, a loose term to be throwing around for condiments. Yeah. Right. Like it mm. just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. Like, fuck, like, yeah, like you, you'll true. never like, like I just like, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, Hey, yo, you really got to try these suicide wings. You can really taste the mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go on to say like, I don't want this to keep going. Like I want, so the, basically my, my goal with that joke was to, for when people go to a restaurant and they see suicide wings or they say suicide sauce to be like, oh my God, he's right. Yeah. This shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. You know, this, you can't just like, that's stupid. So was somebody offended that you're talking about the idea of suicide being too casual? Yeah. So I guess the thing is, as soon as I mentioned suicide, right. They go like, he's not, this is not a joke anymore. This guy's, right, an, asshole, right, right, right? Right. This guy's an asshole. So then one time, so that happened and I just didn't know about it. Like I did the joke and there's more to the joke too. It's about like, uh, if they had different types of suicide sauces. Anyway. It's right. It's very funny. Right. That, that sounds really then, right. Um, sounds and, right up my alley. Yeah. And then it was like a, like a, it was some sort of like a, like Bella's talk or whatever. And I saw mm-hmm. something on Twitter and it was like all the helplines in like everywhere, like in, in Canada and the U S like just like everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So I took a screenshot of that and I posted it on Facebook and Twitter. And I said like, you know, if you need some help, like, you know, there's, 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 there's things you can turn to. Yeah. Like, please get some help. And then I get a message on that, but you joke about suicide during your act. So what? And I was like, so I delete, so I delete that and I just send her a DM. I'm just like, listen, um, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's my way of bringing awareness to it because I still have to be funny. Yeah. Mm. Like I can't just be like, hey, Mm -hmm. suicide is bad. And that person's hearing the word, that person's hearing the word and then everything after that is white noise. Yeah. It's like. Dude, to, to come back to the point of to like, be honest about it, you have to be up there and be funny and yeah. and but addressing something. It's like, did you did you see Louis's latest special? Uh, which one was that? The one where he's he twenty seventeen. He's wearing 2017, a suit. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and he's talking about abortion and like he, he, he's he's it, he, he's I just I just need to say this. He's fucking amazing. Oh my Masterful. god, dude. he's yeah. like a Christian. Like, we saw Christian joke. Yeah, like oh Christians win. We yeah. saw that yeah. act in and Toronto like, and it was like yeah. I was dying. I was literally phenomenal. dying. I thought I was. He thought he was gonna throw up. I actually <laughs> almost left. I couldn't feel oh, wow. my I almost face. left because I was in so much physical pain from laughing from so laughing so hard i had a migraine i threw my back out oh, and i thought i was going to throw up on the people in front of me because those four people were not laughing which and is that the best. made me laugh even harder it's yeah. the best <laughs> it was, i love it when there's somebody so, near you that's not laughing and you're going how are they not laughing i just uh, i just had the uh, yeah i had uh, i was just talking about this to, with my friend here in halifax i started um 
yawning a lot. I'm like, oh man, I wonder why I'm yawning. I think it's because I'm laughing too much. And he goes, what? And I'm like, I've only had this sensation one time. <laughs> and it was the first time I ever saw Chris Rock live. Because Chris Rock's my favorite comedian. Right. And we skipped school to get tickets. And then we went to Vancouver because I lived in Abbotsford, which is like 45 minutes east of Vancouver. We all went. We're in high school. We'll get to the Orpheum. And it was his uh, Never Scared. Ooh. Right. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was He was doing a tour called Black Ambition Tour. And I'm sitting there. And he did like an hour and 15. I think like during the 40 minute mark, I just kept yawning. And I'm like, am I getting tired of laughing so much that I'm, <laughs> I'm yawning now dude your brain was just going if I need you keep oxygen. laughing yeah, I need i'm going to yeah. go into a coma yeah i need oxygen yeah. that's exactly what it was that's the thing to come back to the the suicide wings thing like yep. the thing that i find really it, it, there's kind of two sides to that coin because on one side i totally agree with with you that that it shouldn't be called that because it's a mental illness and you shouldn't be naming wings after that <laughs> right How it's not a it? mental illness but it's a well, it's it's I the mean, effect no, of yeah, 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 sure, yeah. sure yeah so but then it's the the opposite side of that is that in when we think of suicide wings we're not drawing a our brains are not drawing a connection to suicide it's just two totally different <laughs> meanings to the word in that in that situation and and that's the thing that i think that people get so triggered about is that you're talking about two different things or you're laughing about one thing that's that's totally not intended to mean the thing that they're identifying that word with or that phrase with or, or right. whatever. And and I think that if we could all agree as human beings that we can look at a situation and we have this beautiful ability to to kind of draw meaning and deduce what people are saying when they're talking about it and, and know if they're being malicious or what their intention is. And if we can look at them and go, oh, it's not malicious. It's not meant to be hurtful. It's mm-hmm. not, it, then we shouldn't be offended by it. And that's Ooh. the way I always live my life. Like if I, if I see somebody or somebody says something and I think, oh, that, that's a little bit, you know, that's a gray area that maybe they shouldn't have said that. If I can tell that they're not trying to be offensive, then generally I'm willing to let that slide and still continue Dude, to see them as, as a good That's person. the issue in 2017. No, I know. And like, that's, I know that's a really good point. And that's a, a, another point that I was, like, like same with your podcast and same with my comedy show. We're not trying to offend you. That's not our end goal. We're not trying to say like hot takes mm-hmm. and like crazy things that are, is going to be clickbait mm-hmm. yeah. so that it triggers you. We're just trying to be entertaining and make you laugh. We, you came to a show to, you, you clicked on this podcast to be entertained and to, mm-hmm. to laugh. And that's all we're trying to do. The yeah. last thing we want to do is, is get you offended. However, with the suicide wings thing, or a suicide sauce thing, I just don't like it because it doesn't make sense. Right. If your hot sauce is called suicide sauce, what's your mild sauce called? Cry for help sauce? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> make it make sense, yeah. and then I'll be fine with it. But so, I, I think to come back to your point there, Brian, like I, I like, and again, it brings me back to that Louis, that last Louis special. What makes that that whole abortion bit? What makes that so incredible? Is that he's basically going like, "Hey, I'm all for abortion. Like, if you, if that it's a woman's choice. Actually, it's it's a woman's choice. So a woman can do what she wants to do. Right. But um, you know, like, so basically, women can kill babies. Like, that's okay. B- women can kill babies. And what's so? I, I am so. I am anything. I am so for pro-choice. Like, the, so deep into my bones that I'm just like, absolutely. Like, it is your choice to do what you want to do. But when he says it like that, oh, yeah. it makes me 
almost go, Louis, stop. Like, right. stop, don't say that. But then you realize, like, well, That's no, he, it's just true. It's kind of true. And he's kind of highlighting at that point, he's kind of highlighting the other side. He's highlighting the other side, but still going, but, but. this is just the reality of it. And, like, it's, it's okay. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So like, we have a, we have a friend who's like a, a quote-unquote... SJW, social justice warrior, and you know, SJW, and SJW. That's the that's the that's the the acronym for this. Type I'm dying to know who you're talking. about. Well, I'll talk about it after. And so, so these people, they you know, you know, people who get offended by everything. Every they, you know, they'll pick out a word in the sentence that you say and 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 tell you why you shouldn't talk like that. And like right. you know, in everything, in every little thing, and it, and it gets to a point where you're just going, dude. Am I allowed to speak? Should I get my mouth sewn shut? Like I don't fucking know what to do anymore because you're taking the intent. And you're, you're not listening to the intent. You're, you're listening to the specific word and then you're drawing a conclusion and you're shutting off your ears and you're not listening anymore. So, um, we were having this conversation the other day, Brian and I, about how it's not the word, it's not the word or the idea that you are making fun of. You, we, we're trying to use comedy. We're not trying to offend. And that's, that's what I draw this. We're not trying to offend you or anybody. We're trying to highlight the absurdity of an idea through humor and comedy and say, yo, the, one of the best ways that we know how to highlight how crazy something can be is to make a joke about it and to laugh about it so that you can go, holy shit, this is insane. Because if you were being serious, somebody like say, say you made a, (laughs) say I made a, a joke about Hitler and Taylor looked at me and go, and just said, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And instead of laughing, then it then then <laughs> our real then that changes your friendship. Yes. <laughs> but, but if he laughs 100%. at it and I laugh back and, and I go, Great, you acknowledge that I'm making a joke about this and he and yeah. he's laughing with me, then we're like, Yes. Well there was that that's so fucked up. Like, there was that bit. There was that bit that the guy that opened up for Louis, so he comes out and he makes he has this bit about um uh, you know, if you could go back in time, uh, you know, to 1920 something, wherever Hitler was born, like, would you go back and kill Hitler as a baby? And it was like, okay, yeah, but now you're now going and, and, and everybody. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> now you're known as the most notorious baby killer of all time. <laughs> and like, but is that okay? And he makes this joke. And I was laughing my ass off where it was like in line with this crazy notion of killing babies and, and the notion of Hitler and like all the ideas that come out of that conversation that people can be offended by, but it highlights how absurd everything that happened in that time period. It's like a highlight. It's like a highlight reel of how silly, I mean, not that no one knows how stupid and crazy that was, but it's a way of making fun of a super dark, about laughing about a super dark, insane, absurd period of time where crazy shit happened. Yeah. To get back to uh, uh, what you said about when people take like words, words and like, that's what they're offended about. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason why I'm doing this podcast uh, so I, uh, so I tweeted out, uh, I watched the first debate, right. And, uh, uh, b- between, uh, Hillary and, uh, uh, Donald Trump, Trump. Yeah. 
And by the way, again, we don't want to offend you. I don't care what your political views are, <clears throat> but Trump's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. like, that's all right. Objectively. I think yeah, that's yeah. objective. Well, I don't know. You know, you know, yeah. guys, you know. Yeah, now I think like, we know. Uh, now I think like, we know. Uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and fuck you for, li- and fuck yeah. you for liking yeah. I want you to not ever come to my comedy show. Yeah. I also don't want you to stop listening to this podcast and never listen to the podcast again. <laughs> if you are a part of Trump. I can totally. Yeah, I can I'll back that. that. Yeah, I'll yeah, back that for good, sure. Good on that. So you know what I, I, I from like the almost minute one, you mentioned that about um, working or that comedy for you is work and that it is draining. Like yeah. there's a draining. It, aspect I mean, it was. It. It's it's yeah. Sorry, it's it's continue, your job. Continue. It's your job. I mean, you get you're getting paid for it. You got to book things. You got to shuffle things around and make sure that you travel places and everything. Now I know, and this is like I remember. The first time that this came to light to for me um, was Owen Wilson uh, had a. I thought you were going to say Owen Hart. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> Owen Wilson had a had a had a suicide. Uh, had, he tried to commit suicide. Uh, like I don't know how many years ago that was now. Probably like seven, eight, nine years ago now. Oh wow! I can't Owen remember. How, I can't remember. Yeah, how 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 it was. But at this Owens. time, at this time, I was you know my idea of of a comedian in my head was like. This person is funny. This person is upbeat. They are positive. They're going up there. They're making jokes. Everybody thinks they're funny. They're just laughing. They finish their set. They go off stage and go, ha ha. And it's all high fives. And like, you know, everything in their life is just like smiles and laughs all the time. And then I read this article about Owen Wilson and it said, you know, comedians have, you know, the, a, a very high rate of depression and anxiety because of the pressure that they face to make people laugh and the pressure, like, you know, making someone laugh is one of the hardest things that a human can do, um, especially professionally. And that, I mean, obviously, you know, with people like, uh, Robin, like Robin Williams, when Robin Williams commits suicide, you're going, Whoa, like crazy. Robin Williams. He's one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. Do you, uh, like, have you ever, have you ever, you know, not that you have to have had faced any of that stuff, but I mean, what is that toll on like the, on the side of pressure with going up onto a stage, you're up there, it's you and a mic, a bottle of water and a stool or whatever your deal is. And you got to make a, a room of people react a certain way. I can't really uh, touch on the pressure because I've, um, I've been in front of people all my life, like acting and, and like plays and doing all this. Mm-hmm. That's never been a thing to me. The, the, the comedy portion of my day I'll do for free. The reason why I get paid is the travel I have to do, the being away from my family, being away from my friends, missing my friend's wedding, which I'm going to do in September. Mm. <clears throat> um, the um, sleeping in hotel rooms, not have like it's <clears throat> eight hours of downtime where I'm doing nothing but like watching TV or reading um, on the internet. That's it. And then there's 90 minutes of the show. My portion is 45 minutes of that show where it's such an unreal bar that has been set to my life. It's like, I'm like a rock star, mm-hmm. you know, after the show, people are they're, they're lined up. up to suck your dick, man. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And, and so from then, from then on, from like the, the show portion, everybody's loving me. Uh, like you said, they're lined up. Uh, we go to like a club, or like a bar or whatever, and everybody's buying me drinks. It's such this like unrealistic thing. You take somebody home, which is the most loneliest thing ever. 
because then they're they, they're gone. Yeah, and then that's <laughs> it. And then you you're back to that. All right, well, eight hours until I have to go on stage again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, it sucks, and it's draining when when like uh, the venue's not uh, like up to par, or people are talking, or or like you dealt with something and now you got to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's it's emotionally and physically draining on that part. Um, to touch on, you know, the, these people are the funniest people ever. Uh, have you guys heard the story about Pavarotti the clown? No. All right. So uh, this guy, he goes to the doctor uh, and uh, and the doctor goes, uh, what's wrong? And he goes, I'm super depressed. I'm, I, I, I think about killing myself every day. I'm so sad. I, I don't know what to do. And the doctor goes, all right, there's this clown, Pavarotti the clown. He's in town for a week. I've heard nothing but amazing things about his show. Go and watch his show. And trust me, you'll be fine. You'll laugh your ass off. And he goes, one problem, doctor. He goes, what? I'm Pavarotti the clown. Mm. And that's exactly how mm-hmm. it is. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, you go and you do these things. And then it's like, then you, you like go back to that hotel room. You're just in that room until the next city. Mm-hmm. And you can't really have like, like, uh, like relationships that you want. It's easy to romanticize it because right. it's 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 drowning in laughter, right? Like it, like everything that you look at. It's because when you're on the other side of it, you are having the best time of your life. Like, what are the best times of your life? Maybe the best orgasm you've ever had. Maybe the the hardest you've ever. Let's laughed. talk about. Let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. Okay. All you right, go, you go first. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I. I actually the other day I I came so hard the other day that no, I'm not even kidding. We're, I'll get into it. Whatever. Yeah. I, I came so this, hard the other this, day. Is the story on your other podcast? It is already. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I became engorged for the first time, and I didn't know what to do, and I almost panicked. Wait, hold on. Yeah, so yeah. What? Engorged. Let's talk about this yeah. engorged. Can so, you tell that, me about engorged? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. I think that's the <laughs> the, the noise that uh, Goofy makes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I came and I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, no, I came so hard that my my dick got like bigger than it, bigger than a, like the hardest erection I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I was like, whoa, this did, is did like you take a picture. This I, I should have <laughs> sent it around, snapped it, sent it to Dude, all, it, send it to your entire and then, and, then, and then just like caption soft. <laughs> uh, dude, it almost hurt. It was so hard. It was almost hurt. I hear and that. It didn't go away. After I after I come, it didn't go away for about twenty minutes. Ooh, that's Ooh. a long time. I almost twenty minutes. minutes. You, I was, should, you should have had sex again. Yeah, yeah you should have. Did you blow well, any blood vessels? Well, was it like purple or bruising? No, nah, it was good the next day. It was all good the next day. But yeah. it looked fucking. It was crazy. Dude, amazing. you get those times. You get those times where you're <laughs> yeah. like, wow, this is like the biggest and hardest it's ever been. Yeah. They, I best uh, best orgasm uh, on a beach um, in a southern place and. Uh, my face, my whole body went numb. Couldn't feel anything for about wow. two minutes. Um, it was insane. It's because the girl you were having sex with lined her vagina with cyanide, <laughs> yeah. hoping to kill you. Yeah, no, it was, it was how cocaine. They, it was how they took. No, it was uh, cocaine. It was cocaine. Took the uh, what's his name? The guy of North Korean, uh, his brother, Kim uh, Jong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim Jong Un's brother. Yeah, and they just put the t- the vagina. Uh, did poison. you know? Did you know that that was a now thing? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what's going on in my mouth. Did you know that? Um, that uh, <laughs> let's that, get into that. That Kim Jong Un. Yeah, that, that thing. Jesus. That somebody went up to her and said that, uh, "Yo, you're on a reality TV show, and this is the gag. That, I know. And this is what we want. Have you, you heard to about do. this? Have you guys no. heard about this? Kim Jong Un's cousin or brother or brother or I think cousin? Was, so they he he was assassinated 
in uh, Thailand. Reportedly by, I think it was Malaysia. I think, it was, were, I think yeah, it was Kuala Lumpur. Philippines, Malaysia, in the, in Thailand. The airport. By the if you by the way if you're Malaysian or Filipino we don't mean to offend you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no, no, yeah. Because like a, I know that that could be a trigger warning. So just trigger warning. We're talking about Philippines we and Malaysia. We just don't know. <laughs> Fact street has nothing to do with the look. Yeah, nothing. Also, is the people the person from Malaysia or uh, Philippines Ooh, that murdered him? I don't know because then that's not. That's amazing. Like yeah. I, we love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good job. Good for you. job, everybody. So apparently, reportedly or purportedly, it was uh, it was. Um, uh, Kim Jong Un that ordered the assassination, and so they go oh, up to this. So, so, so someone in the probably because there's like this dude. It's like a Game of Thrones type it's, shit. It's pretty they're Game probably Thrones, like, he's yeah. in line for the throne, kill him. Yeah. So they go up to uh, they go up to this girl in the airport, some whoever they 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 they're masquerading as a as a producer or director or whatever of this TV show, and they go here. Here's this like drink. It's filled with, it's kind of like this nasty ass drink. You're going to go up to them and tell them that it's this thing and you're going to get them to drink it. And it's part of this like hidden camera TV show. And so they give it to the girl and she goes up and she hands it to him and he drinks it and then he dies. And that was the assassination. That's how they got her. How amazing. I know. Dude, 2017 know. assassination. You're on reality TV. And they're like, oh my God, this is my moment. It's going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> like when that movie comes Gosh. out, it's going to be Dude, amazing. Um, there was a crazy assassination done in dubai like that like five years ago except it was like a whole like uh i think it was an israeli hit on some palestinian leader naturally or it could be the opposite or the opposite i don't want to trigger anybody so i yeah i mean potato potato right against another group anyway they uh they came in 22 i don't know if that i don't know if that really makes i don't know i mean i mean i'm just i'm just more like potato tomato it's not like potato potato yeah you're more like Shawarma falafel. Yeah, this is okay, the yeah, most offensive thing we've okay. ever done. So anyway, twenty-two guys. Twenty-two. Well, there might have been some women there. I don't know. I don't want to. Oh, oh, now this is the most offensive thing we've ever done. That wasn't offensive. That was inclusive. Dude, some of them could have been. Yeah, I mean, so, I feel anyway. good about the things that I've said. Yeah, suicide anyway. sauce. <laughs> so anyway, uh, twenty-two people come in and they all have like fake passports and stuff. Probably Canadian ones because like we most likely we seem like we're, we're very kind. We're gentle and uh they went into a hotel room and and took this guy out uh not on a date they killed him it was crazy <laughs> oh wow because yeah. i thought it was on a date when you said yeah. it that's what <laughs> yeah, i was, was thinking I um, okay wait out. wait one more thing one more thing i really want to know if if donald trump right personally killed kim kim jong-un would we like him then? He'd no, no, Mount- he's still a piece of shit he just did something good <laughs> mount rushmore I guess. He, he gets carved and, in mount rushmore. and the only reason i say that is just because of the the how he dude there's nothing he can do to redeem himself right right no, but, the only, but i'm just saying like about like kim jong-un is yeah. like he, he's like if you guys don't know like everybody in north korea korea is uh, uh brainwashed oh he is he is hitler that that like if hitler had won yeah World but War are, they, II, are that, they brainwashed or is that propaganda from the u.s side that no 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 because like there's um there's a a, a really good uh, podcast that i was just ta- talking to you about um it's called brilliant idiots podcast mm-hmm. uh, and if you uh, listen to the Soul Plane episode. Soul is spelled like Soul Korea. Yeah, and uh, there's a guy who wrote a book about North Korea because he went and lived there. And there's a uh, a non um, military zone like in between North and South Korea. Yeah, 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 Demilitarized. So boom, you can go there, and you know how the fashion now is like ripped jeans and ripped hoodies or whatever. People from North Korea will go. To the D, uh, uh, demilitary zone, DMZ, mm-hmm. and they'll see people with like ripped jeans, 
And their government in North Korea will be like, you see that? See how, how, how the rest of the world is living? With tattered jeans, Ooh. it's bad out there. Right. You don't want to go out like, there, dude. Look, they don't even have, they don't full have clothing. Yeah, they don't have computers. Nothing like, and everything is 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 to brainwash them. So when when Trump sent the ships uh, and they were going the wrong way, their government spun it as in, you see how scared the U.S. is of us. They're right. running. They're they're running away from us. Ooh. It's so absurd. Mm. And like, and the, the the three generation thing that I told you about, that's the the craziest thing. It is crazy. It is crazy. And there's, I've I've also read reports of of people who've been there and doing stories there for like quite a long time. And they're they, some of the people there know, like they understand. No, this place is actually fucked. But they would not never dare you can't. say anything but you cannot because if you do. You know, dude, you, dude, you could get sentenced to death for not clapping hard enough when the leader appears in a, at a public event. Dude, if, that, you, if you're there going like, oh. dude, that uh, that that American kid, he was um, dude, dead. He, he he got sent home. He got sent home in a coma. Yeah, they mm. they they sent yeah. him back to America. He got arrested for he was on a school. It wasn't a school trip, but he was he was university age, and he went on this. No, it was tour. like a, it was a school sanctioned trip. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't? You know, he went to China, and and there was a tour group in that went Going from China oh, that went well to North Korea. Fucked up. And then he tried Don't to he to tried North to take Korea. a uh, propaganda poster like right. off the wall somewhere, and they said that he was a, an American spy, and uh, they arrested him. He was there for about a year and a half. They tortured him uh, severely. Uh, they sent him home. So eventually, through some diplomacy. He got sent home in a coma. Like he was in a coma when they sent him home Whoa. and then he died a week later. Died a week later. So just, uh, just to clarify, Great this is uh, a comedy podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Uh, well, we do the last, the last 15 minutes are always about North always Korea. Been, yeah, always about North Korea. <laughs> We're coming up to time here. But Sorry I, I brought that up. I, I have two questions before we wrap I just, it up. I just wanted to be like, you know, like Trump sucks. But like, he's not, this, yeah. this guy needs to go as well. But go um, the first one is, uh, what is the hardest, hardest you've ever bombed oh wow good question all right so there was two there was one um and i'm so stupid i watched this uh chappelle interview where he said like it wasn't until he bombed where he was fearless and that was not the case with me (laughs) i just never wanted to do that again (laughs) so i went up and it was like um yeah it was just like my fourth show ever and like, yeah, I'm just like, all right, I like, and I, and I, for some reason that was in my head because I like had like really good, like I had the great three shows. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm ready for my bomb. Like, you know, I get this <laughs> out of the way. It just wasn't good. But the hardest I've ever bombed and the reason why, okay, this, this, this will explain everything for me um, about my set, like you're, that you're about to see tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the venue was set up in a way where, it was not for comedy, right? Uh, they had a fundraiser there before. Now, the venue messed up the fundraiser. So in spite, the people in the fundraiser were like, we're going to stay and we're going to ruin the comedy show. Oh, oh no. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the way that a, com- a comedian will always win against the heckler is because everybody's there for comedy, right? They're there to laugh. Um, everybody's listening to the comedian and he has a microphone. So even if you make a joke, the only like five people around you, if it's a very funny joke, will laugh. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's gonna hear hear me. Mm-hmm. And I can make up what you said to me. Like you could say, like, whatever. I'm like, did you just say this? And now yeah. everybody thinks you said that. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, I have yeah. a joke for that. Like Ooh. it's crazy. Like it's 
you'll never beat a comedian. Did you take because a workshop on heckling ever? Never. Like, there- <laughs> this happened, and I was like, and so here, here's what happened. Uh, and um, so someone heckled me, and no one's listening, right? Because everybody's like, they're from the fundraiser. And I have to do 20 minutes, and I do like five minutes, and I get them. I get them on my side. Mm-hmm. But then everybody just turns around, turns their back on me, and just starts talking. Well, was this like a like a group effort? Yeah, yeah, because everybody was like from the yeah, fundraiser. Was this, was this improv know. everywhere? Just yeah. showed up to your fucking set, and they're like, yeah. "All right, on the count of three, we all turn around." And like the <laughs> lights are up, and so I was like, "All right." So I'm now like 12 minutes into my 20 minute set. Feels like two hours. Mm. Uh, and one guy turns around and yells out, "Hey, no one's listening!" And then turns around Whoa. and joins the joins back. And I can't say anything to that because he's right. That's yeah. like saying, that's like water helps you live. Like I can't say yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good no, stuff. No, Gatorade does. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, there's nothing. Holy that, shit. And I felt like a, like a piece of shit and uh, I finished, you know, my time so I could get paid. And then I went home and I uh, YouTubed uh, Comedian vs. Heckler. <laughs> Probably watched it for like six hours. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and then the next did the Bill weekend, Burr one come up where he oh was in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, of course, that's classic. That shit is down. insane. Yeah, oh, and oh, then oh. so the next weekend, I oh. went and I set up a camera, and I like baited people into heckling me at a comedy club. Oh wow! Right, I always just had like very long pauses, and it, it seemed like I was asking them questions. Right, and I was just shutting them down. And everybody in the audience, because it was a comedy club and it was set up right, they were clapping. They're like, yeah, I feel so sorry to this day. Whoever was at that comedy club, I'm sorry. You did not deserve that. <laughs> but I said in my head, I'm like, I'll never feel like this ever again. Yeah. And I haven't. Whoa, but true that, that. Was the, that was the worst bomb. I so you basically, you, so you like, you, you went to that show going, I'm going to get heckled tonight and I'm going to turn this ship around and figure out how to, yeah, how to, f- I, like, had, how I to had it ready. Back. Yeah. I had them ready. And, and to this day, like I have it ready. It was just. I, it was me realizing, oh, it was the venue. Yeah. They, yeah it yeah. wasn't set up for comedy. That's time. brilliant. So my second question yeah. is, out of your, how long have you been doing comedy? 10 years. Out of your 10-year career, oh, yeah. what is the proudest moment you've had up to date? Oh, man. So many moments. Um, I opened for Charlie Murphy. Uh, at the Vogue Theater, that was great. Ah, yeah, yeah, and I got uh, I got like a semi standing ovation, which was nice. Mm, nice, uh, yeah, yeah, because they like turn up the house lights so I could see everybody. Yeah, the people up top were standing. I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. Um, I was the youngest ever in years and in like time of doing comedy uh, to get a comedy now, Ooh. like comedy to my own comedy special mm-hmm. on CTV. I was three years in, and I was 23 at the time. So that's you know that stands out. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's just like so many milestones that sh- that check off. Like I've done comedy around the world. I missed a lot of countries, mm. but I started this way and then I ended up. That did way. you? So I went around the world. Did you go to, to North Korea? I was gonna say, did you do a set in North Korea? <laughs> no, I did a set in China. Yeah, and, there you uh, go. and I nice. saw that tour and I mm. said, not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay, yeah, North you're Korea. Like, no, no, no. Uh, I know what happened to that guy from Wisconsin. No, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks, Sonny. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks and for having chat me. This, with was, us. Uh, this was very fun. It was really fun. And where can people find you? At Sunny D Comedy, S-U-N-N-Y-D Comedy on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, uh, you'll see, I'll, I'll post my stuff for like my, my next shows coming Ooh. up and stuff. And Sweet. That's basically the best place you can find me. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Cool. Uh, well, that is it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Until next week, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. 
makes us uh, feel really good about ourselves, but it also does a good, um, you know, effort of kind of putting us up on the billboard. There, it's like humanitarian work. Yeah, like kids yeah. get water yeah. and also uh, and the, shoes and stuff. And also, the, like the message of today's podcast is uh, that you have a giant penis. That's <laughs> right. You yep. have herpes. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you're, <laughs> Brian, pretty, you're Brian, pretty great. Yeah, Brian, Brian, you're doing all right. <laughs> Brian's got a great <laughs> tan. Brian's got a great tan. Yeah, and Brian. also, just just on that note of me being so great, if if you were triggered by today's, <laughs> yeah, episode, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and he's the middleman. You know I mean? he's, he's, he's your PR guy. He's the yeah. one that smooths everything over. Just feel free to give us one star ratings Fuck. on iTunes. No, or, give no, us the five no, no. star. Give us the five star because of how triggered you were. Should we put a trigger warning at give, the end okay, of the episode? My God, give us the five star, <laughs> but just write shit about us, and uh, we'll. Uh, and if you take a picture of it and send it to us, maybe we'll read it on the podcast. Uh, if you want to support what we're up to, which fuck, I really hope you still do to this point. <laughs> uh, you can go over to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash sick boy. Um, that's like a monthly subscription to help us, uh, do all the things that we love to do. We do, we go to uh, Toronto, Vancouver, New York, Boston, we go to places and do shows. Um, and uh, you can get a bunch of exclusive content that we do, including a 10% off at our merch store, merch. Uh, sickboypodcast.com slash shop and, uh, check out the cool clothing we've got there and uh, maybe you can hear Bigby in the background as well. Dude, he just uh, sneezed so hard that his <laughs> like, that is like fucking, fucking, yeah, head almost exploded. We should make a uh, Bigby t-shirt. By the way, yeah, if you guys don't know who Bigby is, Bigby is a bear that they own as a dog. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's uh, massive. Uh, that is it for this week. Until next week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. I was Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.